0: It
1: happens here and it finishes here. Two men enter. One man was
0: merely a two word review, just a shit
1: sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last
0: That right there is a A lot lot of it. Welcome back, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting audio adventure with us here on Discologist. I am your host, Kevin, as usual, hanging out in my fully sanitized tiny shack just outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, we got a great little show for you today. Uh, before we get into it, I want to make sure that you guys are all sane, that you're safe, you're, you're staying sanitized, uh, you're taking care of your neighbors uh, you're taking care of yourself. That's really important. Maybe you're taking care of yourself uh, by listening to the album that we're going to be discussing today. Going to be getting into the new one from Damian Girado and to do that, going to need a little help. Joining me right now, Mr. Wes Covey. Once again, uh, Wes, how uh, how sanitized are you at this point?
1: <laughs> uh, moderately. I haven't done the full body shower in a few minutes, you know. But um, yeah gotta refill that that tub of sanitizer that I just have above me most of the time in that little uh you know outfit that I put up Sli- Sli-
0: intravenous <laughs> exactly. intravenous you can you can follow the directions of of the uh, smart people and just you know drop the hand sanitizer directly into your
1: bloodstream it's nice to be able to, to have a little um of a change up from you know my, my usual solid intravenous drug use
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly also I mean you gotta clean the pipes you do you, do. you, you, you gotta you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta clean down. them
1: all like, and so you can feel fresh,
0: and you can take on exactly. the the day, uh, whatever day it is. Yeah, new. no idea that. Yeah. And and but uh, no, we are um we are going to be talking today about uh, some feels. Surprise, everybody! <laughs> um, but, and Kevin has had me back. But yeah, but but uh, but this is uh, sort of specific feels and feels related to uh, honestly this podcast in general. Uh, Damien Gerardo. Uh, I every time we talk about an album of his, I say this, and every time I mean it, without uh, Damien Dorado, this whole thing probably would not exist. Uh, one of the first interviews we did, we uh, bum-rushed him at DC9 in Washington, D.C., and uh, he was gracious enough to sit down uh, for an interview that lasted to the point that, like, it, they actually held the doors. <laughs> um, and uh, link is in the show notes. It's a remarkable uh chat i've only like talked with him a few times since then nothing like on record but uh you know this his album maricopa at that time it was back in 2012 uh was really in when you think about starting a blog i guess or whatever uh you're like you got to do like super indie and stuff but this was like under the radar indie a little bit and as fans of like psychedelia and and just weird shit, and honestly Nick Drake, which we'll talk about. Uh, you know, Maricopa was this just landmark album, and I think it was a landmark for him. It was the first time he, uh, or second time he worked with Richard Swift, but it was the beginning of this Maricopa trilogy, um, which was Maricopa in 2012, Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Sun in 2014, and Visions of Us on the Land in 2016. I don't know if he would agree with this statement, but I think if you uh, are trying to track down the best psychedelia produced uh in the 21st century uh it's those three albums
1: there's those are incredible albums i mean there's been a lot of good psychedelia um you know you could talk about some of the other bands that have been mentioned garcia peoples um you know very very different type of uh, psychedelia um and like sun watchers have been really into them you know again very different type of um psychedelia but But yeah, for, for the, the approach that he was taking at the time, um, for the general sound that he was creating, um, and honestly, you know, for the aliens, um, you just can't get much better than that.
0: Yeah. The, the trilogy is about aliens, aliens and religion and afterlife and, uh, the inside of Damien's mind, but uh, it's, what else is there to write about? There isn't really. And, uh, but he found some shit, (laughs) you know, I think he's got like 18 albums now. Um, and, uh, you know, he, uh, Put out a few after that. The Horizon Just Laughed came out in 2018, shortly before his collaborator on that, Richard Swift, died uh, unexpectedly. Uh, that obviously had a huge impact on Gerardo, and uh, he actually packed up his life uh, for a while. If you, um, you know, Damien Gerardo is a, is a man who, is, uh, who wears his, his uh, personal struggles on his sleeve. To put it lightly, but, uh, you know, I remember seeing him in DC, uh, around a tour, uh, late, maybe it was around, I don't know if it was around that album, but it was, and he comes out, it's just him and another guy playing, there's no band because he doesn't, like, if he can't afford it, he's not, we going to take a band out, and he's telling the story of how he just basically went off into the woods for months, uh, to, to deal with, you know, he's, 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 he's the real deal, is what I'm saying, and, um, and that hit him hard, and uh, so he put out uh, in the shape of the storm uh, in 2019, which was last year, and it was completely stripped down. It was basically him and this guy that he had been touring with, and it was mostly recorded, if I'm remembering this correctly, in two hours.
1: Yeah, super fast. Yeah, you
0: know, it was stuff that he had had like kicking around, uh, but if this, you know, he basically just sat down and said. Here's the songs that we're gonna do that, and and it was an interesting move for him after all the bombast and after all the uh, you know the the horizon just laughed was the f- first one he had produced for himself for a long time, but is as uh, a move that people um, didn't know what to expect because it didn't quite go back to his old day stuff, but it was it was just it was raw man. That's, that's the only way to put it. It's a fantastic right. We reviewed it. Um, and, and it's a fucking fantastic record And if you haven't heard that, check it out but So the question is, what is Damian Dorado Going to do next? Uh, the answer is What's New Tomboy That is his new album, we have a track for you Right now uh, to get you in this one Come back and uh, talk about this a little more in depth Here is Birds Tricked in the Trees Off of uh,
2: What's New Tomboy It shouldn't be a surprise To know I was here all We both saw the signs right before us Handle my way through it well We did all that we were told Here's where it gets so confusing We are all
0: Birds tricked into the trees. Uh, that is, for all intents and purposes, classic Duran, right? Yeah, I mean, this is this is not that stripped-down sound. This is what you come to expect from him. Uh, and what I find about it, besides it being like incredibly comforting, is that there's a lot of people in theory who do this type of stuff, where it's you know, it's uh, it's a little indie. It's not quite Nick Drake folk. It's not you know not the folk tradition, but it is certainly the writing. Um, Gerardo basically writes poetry, and he's putting this to words throughout the end. This album is certainly evidence of that. But but there's something about the sincerity of his delivery and something about him, and I don't know if it's because I'm a fan, uh, because I've talked to him, or just if it's just the truth, that he conveys this very human quality uh, that it, it all taps into, like, what makes us all human
1: and um, in a way that I don't think any artist does. It's a shared experience kind of thing to an extent with him, I think. He's somebody who, as you said, like very much like – I don't know. I've actually never seen him, which is interesting because, um, you know, I – I mean, my history with him, um, I got really, really into rehearsals for Departure, um, which was his second album. I thought at the time was his first album. Um, and, um, you know, I, I just absolutely loved that record. Um, I still play his song, Ohio, in my own um, sets all the time. You know, it's one of my favorite tunes. And um, so I knew him as this indie folk songwriter you know um so this whole whole kind of conversation of like looking at the arc of his career and shifting into um records like maricopa like it's an interesting thing when you say kind of like like where's he gonna go what's he gonna do next things like that because that one um and and that you know more produced sound really threw me for a loop because i had kind of um fallen off of the train for a while um not through any lack of um of interest but i just you know the time that i got into him like this is still cd days you know these were not um You didn't have internet music. Um, I was on the East Coast um, and didn't have an easy time. Like, it was interesting. I remember my friend Sean um, in college. Um, who is from Seattle being like the only person I had ever met other than my brother who had introduced me to Damian Gerardo, who, who had, like I was just looking through Sean's like CD rack at one point and he had rehearsals for departure. i am like, Oh my God, like, you know, this guy, and he's like, wait a minute, how do you know him? Like he's local, um, you know? And, and so anyway, it's kind of like, I didn't, I didn't know that he had all these other albums for a while. Like I knew that he had released some stuff. Um, And then suddenly it's just like, boom, here's this like whole, like I got really excited. He was like, wow, there's tons of stuff by this guy. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. Like I said, eighteen
0: albums since nineteen ninety seven.
1: Like he's and, been busy. Yeah. He's been really busy and, and with a fair variety of sound. Um, no variety of quality as far as I'm concerned. Everything that I've heard, like, you know, obviously I've got my, my albums that I like more, um ones that, that you know, have hit, hit me a little bit less immediately and all that stuff. But uh, but everything is good. Um and yet he's not someone who you kind of feel like could do any sound that he wants to, you know, his particular, his voice lends itself to a certain type of approach. Um, and you know, as does his songwriting, I think. Um, but it leaves him in this really interesting place where, you know, I, I I don't see him like going out and making, um, you know, some sort of like complete left field turn and, you know, doing something completely different, but you do feel like he's just somebody who's got the confidence and the ability to kind of do what he wants to and, and express this thing that does connect with people.
0: Yeah, I think the confidence thing is is, is an important point. It's it you know for a guy who has like openly had like so many issues and, and apparently is is doing remarkably well now. Um, he backed up and moved to L.A. Backed up all this, threw all his stuff away and was just like I'm getting the L.A. Which is the most undamian Gerardo thing yeah. you would think is somebody would do, but but uh, really uh, sort of reinvigorated his life in that sense uh, in some ways. Um, definitely around uh, in the shape of a storm, but uh, you know, there's this quote from him. Uh, he was interviewed by American songwriter, and he says, "I trust whatever comes out. If I try to mess with the lyric, that's not being truthful to me or the listener or to creation itself." Okay, stop there and think. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you're you're talking, 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 and then. Or creation.
2: Creation. So he's got his eye
0: on on something bigger, and it says, If you were a songwriter and I was a song, and I'm telling you to tell Sally that tomorrow four tornadoes will hit downtown, and you turn to Sally and say one tornado and possibly a rainbow will hit, you're lying to Sally. I I think uh, that encapsulates the reaction that I have to all of his music. Uh, I agree that there is – it's just start front to back – one of the most solid catalogs in music history. Uh, and it is because I think of this honesty that he puts into these songs. Uh, but it's also, he has learned how to uh, sort of turn phrases that are um, seem very small and very benign uh, into uh, really statements uh, that will just rip your heart open. There's this song on here, uh, called End of the Road and uh, this line now that I've found you my running is over I've made it to the end of the road and that right there is is kind of what it's all about
2: I spent a lifetime looking for you patiently waiting to fall into view and now that I've found you my running is over made it to the end of the road what's that you say you spoke with a sigh afraid to move forward when it isn't our time but don't let it keep you from walking beside me I will
0: It's a deeper connection, I think, to the universe, to creation, if you will, um, that a lot of artists uh, seek out, and honestly, very few actually get there, Uh, and nobody gets there in quite the way that he does. Uh, It it could be, you know, that's a song about um, finding, you know, your true love. Or maybe even your true love for now, <laughs> you know you can feel that way a lot of different times and be disappointed and stuff. But right now, and and it's and it, honestly, it's remarkably optimistic too. It's so it's so like genuinely optimistic, which is really new for Toronto.
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting thing, and and especially given. I mean, you take somebody like him who, as you said, has been very open with the fact that he has struggled with um, mental health issues and, you know, depression and anxiety in particular, which is, you know, very familiar to you and I both, um, you know, which I'm sure is part of the connection that you and I feel for him. But um, but let's be honest, there's a lot of artists out there who deal with depression and anxiety who don't connect in the way that he does. Um, and then you have something like losing Richard Swift, which, you know, loss is 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 such a powerful thing it's such an overwhelming thing kind of like all-encompassing experience um when you're losing somebody who's really close to you and um i I saw a video recently um i don't remember actually where it was from um but it was just a couple weeks ago and it was him just performing solo um you know on his own at this little club um and yes yes yep yep um and you know, just a, a guy sitting on kind of, you know, by the side of the stage. um, And it was kind of a, a back and forth, like Damien was saying a few songs and the guy would ask him a couple questions and stuff like this. And, and, you know, and I actually give a lot of, of, of credit to the guy who was interviewing him because he actually said, like, are you comfortable talking about Richard Swift? Um And Damien said, like, yeah, yeah, you know, go ahead. And And it was just it was a remarkable conversation. But anyway, he kind of he said, like, that he had lost people before, you know, um, this kind of came up in, um, I think it was in the Laura Marlin conversation um, that we had of just like, you know, you, you live life for a certain period of time, you're going to have had challenges and sorrows. Um, and, you know, it, for most people, I think by the time you are reaching adulthood, like there's been losses of of some form or another, but that one for him clearly hit a lot deeper. It was somebody who was really, really close to him, somebody who he really saw as a brother, um you know, as cliche of a statement as that is, like you can hear that truth when he says that on stage in that video, and that's the thing you can hear that truth coming through when he sings his lyrics as well,
0: yeah, and it's hard to talk about that in the context of his catalog because you never want to like pigeonhole an artist into like saying that this is this is why they're successful or you know this era was better or anything. but like the the Maricopa trilogy and and St Bartlett before it, like Swift certainly brought out something in dorado that is there it's there still uh this actually parts on this album like sort of eke toward back towards that i don't think he'll ever get back there but um and and i don't think he wants to but uh it it brought out something that is like the purest uh that uh look into this man's soul
1: yeah well and he talks a lot about how He, he talked a lot in in that video performance about you know, about the sound and about how Richard Swift would like, he would come in with a certain idea. And he said that one of the things that Richard Swift did as a producer was throwing out anything that you thought you were coming into the room with. So you just wrote this song and you maybe think of it as a guitar song. And Richard Swift is going to say, okay, well, let's try that on piano or, or, you know, like whatever it is, you know, so, so it can be as simple as that. Um, but just kind of, you know, switching everything up, keeping you on your toes, like changing those things. But then I think in a lot of ways, you know, from my understanding, a lot of what he also brought to, Damien Dorado, as a songwriter and and as a person, was this idea of what you've been doing before isn't quite you. Um, It's good music, you know. But, and and Damien Dorado was saying, like, it wasn't until realizing that, it wasn't until these conversations that I realized that I was trying to be, I forget exactly how he words it, but what he's basically saying is, I was trying to be the songwriter guy you know yeah. that that yeah. person who who has his guitar and yeah. sits up on the stage and sings songs and and it is interesting you know again like you know the album that I got into rehearsals for departure which um it was a second one like he's a storyteller on that album it's very emotional it's very emotive um but like you know the song ohio is is a very clear story with like one line that changes what the meaning of the song is it's brilliant songwriting very different from the type of brilliant songwriting that he does since um you know, it was more along the lines of what somebody like Josh Ritter does in terms of like writing about characters, writing about these other things and, and clever lyrics and smart and, you know, all of that. But it's just a different approach. Um, and so I think I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like what Damien Giraudo was sort of saying at that point is that Richard Swift gave him permission to be himself and to write himself.
0: Yeah, and friendship can do that. I mean, that, that connection to human beings can do that because at the end of the day, I think a lot of uh, uh, the way I think of, of Damien's music is uh, it being about connection. Yeah, uh, about connection. You know, he wrote this song on here uh, for Richard Swift. I want to play a little uh, bit of it. It's Ocella. Uh, it's beautiful,
2: and here, it here he goes. To day, falling fast asleep, I'd watch the sky turn in your eyes to blue. Don't close the door There might be a chance Should they turn their ears away from you
0: I'll walk you to forever, and where you go, far from me, but not for long. Uh, that's love, people. Uh, that, that that is that is what love uh, is, and uh, that is for for my money. That's one of the, the most beautiful songs that Gerardo's uh, ever written. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, unfortunately, like tragedy brings that out in people. I, I mean, obviously, he couldn't have written it if, if Richard Swift hadn't passed away. But uh, but how that helps somebody now? And this is what I've come to understand about his whole catalog is like, even though these struggles, even though this pain, even though all of this that is made up that makes up his life, he finds ways to put stuff out there that will help other people. I, I literally can't think of any other artist that does it to that degree and that selflessly and and that consistently. And uh it's it's remarkable to be honest. I, like every every time I think I'm blown away by his his work and it, it hits a new level and uh and uh you know he he is a human we should aspire to be in many ways. Yeah
1: yeah he's a role model in a very different sort of way like you know i don't say that saying like you know that you necessarily want your life to be his you know that you want to be him um in that way but he he gives you i don't know a a map in a certain way of like how life is hard (laughs) you're going to have struggles um, and sometimes those struggles will completely knock you down. And then sometimes you'll stand back up in these different ways. And he's like, he's, he's going to show you how to do that. And he's going to help you do that, um, through his songs. You know, I guess it, it, I hadn't ever made this comparison between these two artists before because they don't sound alike, um, in any way, but I've mentioned, uh, my affection for Sam Baker, um, Texas songwriter, um, you know, and for my money, he's the best lyricist, um, operating, you know, probably anywhere these days, but, but, um, you know, certainly for like Americana songwriting, he is my top guy and, and very different sounds. He's much more of a kind of Texas country folk, you know, um, kind of artist. But he has this terrible, um, you know, backstory. We should talk about him at some point. Um, but Yeah, uh, oh, know, absolutely. Like, yeah, we' mentioned going... it on the show before at some point too. But, um, but he just – he went through something really, really hard when, um, in his 20s um, and um, physical injuries and, and recovering. Um, and he now – His songs are super sad, and so that's the one kind of like main difference is is just that you know you're not necessarily going to listen to his songs and feel better about the world, you know. But um, but what he does is connect with you and and say it's worth the fight, um, and people are worth it, and um, you know give your love to people, give what you can to people, be there for people, and um, you know if you go see Sam Baker, like he will stay after the show um, and talk to anyone who wants to talk to him, and he will give you a hug and he will like. I mean, he looks you in the eyes and sees you as a human and and like and says like you're doing the right thing. like it's I, I mean, I, I left last time I saw him, like you know pretty much in tears just because of having this, like it was one of the most personal connections I've ever had with somebody. and I think that that's what Damien Gerardo is doing to an extent. Um, it's a fascinating thing.
0: Well, and it's weird when you have people who uh, you know, we have commodified you know entertainment. And people want to view people like this as entertainers, mm. and it's weird when you find out that they're human. I, I just talked with uh, Rusty Sutton. Uh, he is uh, one half of the Glow Management, which is behind like Sylvanessa, Wyoke, and all this. Now the Durham scene, and one thing we talked about was how they don't have um, they're not necessarily like just clients, musicians. Like they're 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 people. That they deal with, and 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 that's why they succeed, and that's why you, especially now, uh, when all the trappings of entertainment have been stripped away, uh, because you can't go out and you know set up. Uh, well, you can't have like people at an event, anyways, but you can't go out and set up like some huge pyro display for like ten thousand people, um, and uh, as as enjoyable as that can be at sometimes, you know, what up white snake tour <laughs> in, in the eighties, uh, you know, it, uh, it, 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 obfuscates what artists are really about. And I, and I think there is value to that form of entertainment, but I, I, don't know that that's necessarily the type of entertainment we're talking about when we're talking about, uh, Tim Andrade's music, or Sam Baker's music, or, or anybody who who is doing this type of work. This is real human work. This is real, uh, beneficial work to to society, to the world. This is, uh, you know, people figuring out like how they can give back. Some people, you know, you're studying to be a therapist. Uh, you, figuring out what you can do to co- actually contribute, in in a way other than just distracting somebody for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and how do you take the things that you've dealt with and translate those into something that can allow you to then assist other people? Um, you know, that's that's where it comes from. It, it's, it's not the good times and, you know, the, the sunny days and, and hanging out, um, you know, on the beach of my life, um, that has made me either want to be a therapist or hopefully be a good one. (laughs) when I get down to that point, you know, it's the struggles, it's the challenges it's, um, but it's, it's the getting through them and figuring out how you deal with that stuff and how you keep going. Um, that, Allows you to, to provide any of those things and, and you're not providing answers He doesn't give you any answers He doesn't tell you any of like Yeah, here's what you need to go do now And any of that He gives you inspiration maybe
0: In, in fact, on this song like Alice Hyatt <laughs> He's sort, of, he sort of like Oh shit, the world's just gonna happen
2: It's only fair to tell you Linda said to me I know what you see
0: There are things, there are people, there are things, there are people, people. walk on by, walk on by, leave it be, I mean, (laughs) you know, for somebody who's so engaged in their self and, and how their self... Impacts other people clearly. He's concerned about that. That uh, is such honestly uh, a hilarious line, but it, it it works, and it's it's a classical line I think, uh, or a classic line in folk tradition. It's just, uh, and it's a way of just saying like, hey, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's horns binion, if that's a term. <laughs> it is uh, that I can coin here, and uh, and you. Know, but admissions like that are important because, uh, you know. <laughs> There's not really that much order to the universe.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and obviously, I, I don't know. I mean, is there more value? I, I, I guess I'm answering my own question before I even ask it, and, and saying yes. But is there more value in that type of connection-oriented art um, over those kind of stadium tour? Um, you know, because because there's something I, I do believe that people get something out of. Um, you know, being in a crowd of people, you know, shouting the lyrics along to that that song that you love, while there's you know tigers and fire on stage, like you know, there's something to Tigers, that. yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> there's tigers. This is All just right. like, but yes, I am never going to mock anyone. Um, never going to do anything but value the fact that somebody feels connected to something. Um, it may not be something that I feel connection for, and you know, maybe we'll kind of joke amongst friends about that. You know, but um, but yeah, if you have something that you love that brings you. Joy that brings you whatever you know, then yeah, like I'm glad. Yeah, and,
0: and and I think with this album specifically, yeah, you know, what Dorado is really good at is like if you can get to that place through whatever means. And I and I I'm really like, if Nickelback is gonna do it for you, like if that's the truth you find, you're listening to us talk about this, you've heard these songs, and you're like, you know. Uh, Damien Dorado isn't for me. I prefer the truths of Nickelback. At least you're like searching for truth. Yeah, and you're still and you you know, as long as that truth leaves you in a kind place, then uh, yeah, you can't really do it. But uh, uh, (laughs) I digress.
1: Um, right. you know, like, I, I feel like I do need to, to just say here, though, like you and I and a bunch of our friends did really enjoy a Coldplay record in 2019. So maybe 2020 is the year. Of yeah, I, we never
0: talked about it. Well, I, I also <laughs> enjoy like
1: the first two Coldplay records. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For, well, yeah. First one is really the only but one. That, that like, knew, oh, but, first like, one. Uh, we're yeah. Yeah. This is right really now. the only one I ever listened to. But <laughs> we're uh,
0: hijacking the Damien's this this podcast <laughs> about feels to talk about. No. Uh, no, we should talk about that one. Uh, it, it's good. But same same point. What was what was surprising about that was not necessarily that Coldplay was delivering truths that, the, that they were standing in theirs
1: thing. And um and it felt real. Yeah, they shifted away from just being that that were one of the world's hugest bands with that separation between you into into sounding like a group of musicians who are making a good album, you know, and that's that's where the difference is.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, just steered a little into like what we're dealing with now, like artists, like how does an album like this. Uh, which is look uh, man every every damn album Damien puts out is is should be like up for album of the year yeah like full stop like yeah. there's just not artists of this caliber that exist that much no
1: very very few and as you said in in order to just keep that level of quality for that long of a time um you know that there's a lot of artists whose whole careers are good um you know but many of them made five or six albums um, you know, or you have a lot of people who have made a lot of albums, you know, you take Neil Young, like, you know, he's made a ton of albums, Willie, you know, they made a ton of albums, but they're not necessarily all great, you know? Um, and so to keep- I, I'm sorry, I'm losing you. Did you say Willie's albums aren't all you know, great? That's like, you no, you that, yeah. as I was saying uh, yeah, that, it was yeah, like, long time yeah, to bring in yeah. Willie. That was, uh, okay. you know, it applies um, a little more accurately to Neil and, and, you know, uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, like to, to do, what is this? 18, 19- Albums for David yeah, 18, 18. Yeah. Like to do that with a variety of styles um, and keep really good is an incredibly rare thing. I think so. I think so.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's rare. It should be treasured. It should be. And then that's sort of my point is like now that we're seeing all this stuff is going to be leveled. Like who do we who do we look to? Who do we lift up and who do we who do we uh, expect that this is the standard that we should follow? I'm gonna like throw my hat in the ring and say, uh, it should be Damien Girado. I think you know, in yeah, I hate to say that his uh, and I've been thinking about this all day, man, how like I was gonna say it and uh but like his music has always felt like apocalypse music to me, but an apocalypse that you can survive. Yeah, okay interesting like, yeah. like the you the his music has always felt like you're under pressure but out of that pressure comes a diamond that is is a peaceful existence somewhere uh somehow eventually there's a there is a light eventually uh there's I mean in the maricopa trilogy it's literally you just get taken up in space but um you know eventually there is truth to be found no matter how much pressure uh is being pushed down upon you and yeah, so, so it's always felt like this. This album feels more like this uh, to me, but it's also because it, when it came out,
1: right, we're hearing uh, it.
0: Now, yeah. yeah, we're we're in it right now. But when he hits notes that are like clearly uh, sound like Nick Drake, and are fragile, but uh, but really, there's a there's a deep human strength in there. When he, he it just start to finish, it just connects in a way that very few artists. I know I know he said that, but that's really what you need to know about Damien Gerardo. And I hope you guys go out and listen to this. Uh, they. I don't know how many they printed up, but I'm betting it's not a lot. Uh, still go up on Bandcamp, order it from Mom Bird, and, and get your copy of that. And, uh, and then, you know, if... <laughs> he plays small shows, so if there's any live music coming back, uh, he's going to be one of the ones out there. I, I would anticipate because, you know, if you're talking like 25, 50 people,
1: Damien is your guy. So. And that's uh, 25, 50 people who are going to leave the room better people? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we did.
0: Damien I mean, Gerardus, What's New Tomboy is available everywhere. You can order records from uh, eventually when you'll be able to get out the house. You'll be able to walk into a store and find it. I highly recommend you do. I just ordered mine. Um, you heard know, us mention Bandcamp there. Uh, Bandcamp Day just occurred. They raised $7 million for artists. Uh, one of the albums I got was uh, was this one. Uh, I got uh, Joan Shelley. I got a few other things, but... Uh, you can order it from Mama Bird Records uh, right there, and they'll send you the vinyl uh, as soon as they can. These things might take a little longer. Uh, just be patient. Be patient. You get the download immediately. So so do check that out, and uh, hopefully you'll be seeing Damien out there in the world uh, sooner rather than later. And thanks again to Wes for hanging out and talking about this and the feels and all that. Uh, that is it for this episode of Discologist. Uh, if you like what you hear, go out and... Uh, Find people in your community that are doing exactly this and support them. Uh, Especially if they are a place like a venue that was doing stuff, an art space. Uh, someplace that they can't actually occupy that space. They can't live on the internet like us, and they need your help. They need your money. Uh, they need your support, friendship, and all that. So go out and do that, uh, and uh, we'll be we'll be here. We've been here for almost 500 episodes. We're not going anywhere. Uh, so that is it coming up in the next few episodes. Uh, I mentioned talking to Rusty Sutton. Uh, we're going to have that coming up. We're going to be talking about the band Elder. going to do another roundtable thing, and, uh, and then get some fun stuff. We are digging into my stacks again and i am a product of the 80s so for example there's a fantastic uh new genesis video up on the youtubes that you can find right now i'll put that out it's from the uh, invisible touch tour uh, and uh maybe even talk about uh the guy who in that band who's apparently from milwaukee and i didn't know that so lots of good stuff uh stay good out there and uh stay the fucking side put on a mask when you go out people please just do it it's not gonna hurt you just do it uh i see somebody coming like put that mask up and uh, we'll be back in a few short days until then be good to your ears be better to your people Talk to you soon.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. Kenobi <laughs>